This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello everyone, welcome to the Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. It's Thursday afternoon and obviously we've got a big game to talk about from last night and an even bigger game coming up in 48 hours. So we'll start, initially we're going to talk about the Merseyside derby, the 226th derby at Anfield last night. And unsurprisingly there's a room full of unhappy blues as we uh, gather to ponder it. Um, everything that went wrong could go wrong, so... Thanks for that, Greg. <laughs> the first one. I should just add, sorry, I forgot to introduce everybody. So obviously we've got Scotty here, Gavin Buckland, the stat man, Adam Jones and Rodri Cannon, who uh, you might have heard speaking in the earlier podcast earlier this week. But back to you again. So <laughs> everything that went wrong did. Where do I start with that, Greg, from last night? It was just utterly... I, I'm, I'm very rarely lost for words when it comes to Everton. I'm very opinionated. I can attest. I can attest to that. And I was gobsmacked yes, last night and I'd lost the will to actually carry on watching it it was just so painful to watch and I spoke to a, I spoke to a gentleman today who's an Evertonian 60 odd years of age and he said to me he said that's the worst Merseyside derby performance I've seen from Everton and he must have seen some bad ones he's seen Rush score fours and fives past us he's seen some drubbins that, yeah, that last night was an absolute abysmal and the players and the manager I've got to take sole responsibility and the backroom staff as well. That is just utter, utter disgrace what they turned out last night. It's just on border, an absolute joke. And Roberto Martinez was right, it was embarrassing. And he should be embarrassed for himself for what, he, what he's done last night. Gav, uh, follow that. <laughs> yeah. should, have, should have introduced the, the podcast, but you know that, like that mournful music you have, like when Russian Daddy's their presidents, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the, the deep orchestral sound of like everybody's crying. Should have should have introduced the podcast like that. Well, there's one for you. I, I got back to uh, to mine, not in West Derby, yeah. um, in town, and the building went on fire at five a.m. So <laughs> <laughs> someone was definitely having me on last yeah, night. Yeah. Someone was kicking me while uh, I was down. I, I was going to say, I was, th- I, you know, bit of humour. I thought. Uh, uh, um, what Deportivo nil Barcelona eight was going to be much one side of the game. So last night, but unfortunately, it was. Uh, if it were for Robles, it would have been eight. Yeah, eight. well, I mean, Joel Joel's form has been so. You know, we said mentioned that on on uh, on on Monday, didn't we? And I can only echo what Tony Tony said there. I mean, I've been watching Derby's more than forty years, and I've certainly never enough scored four, and that, and that was the worst I've seen. Um, not only in terms of the performance, but the fact that actually. We, I mean, I've seen us play vintage Liverpool teams and get beaten where you know actually being beaten by a great team. But, you know, they're a team under development and uh, actually a few weeks ago we were saying, well actually, you know, we're on a par with them in terms of the players and the squad. Um so it's in that context that for me it was the worst I've seen. But I, I think to me, in terms of analysing last night's performance, it's it's a case of looking back at what's gone wrong since we beat Chelsea in the the sixth round of the cup, which is what maybe five or six weeks ago now, um, you know, in what was probably for a Goodison certainly the best experience, probably for fans and probably players of the season, maybe not the best performance. But everybody come out of that game on a high FA Cup semi final to look forward to, uh, good run of league games, chance to move up the table. 
And, you know, since then, we've played like a team that lost that game against Chelsea, haven't we? That's had nothing left to play for in the season. And when we come back to Gotham this time in the future, the mystery to me is why has it gone so suddenly wrong after the Chelsea game, which, which is such a positive experience? Is it is it something that's happened may off the pitch? Is it just is is it just you know maybe the players aren't as fit as what they should be? Is it just basically you know that the game management thing is just catching up with us all the time? Is it, or is it all all those things? I don't know. But certainly on the pitch, it's the players just look flat, don't they? And have done. I don't know. I've said this said this before is. We've lost games this season or drawn games where you think we've not played badly there and we shot ourselves in the foot. But since the Chelsea game, there's been nothing where you could say, actually, it's bad game management. It's just lack of, don't know, lack of, I don't know, lack, not going to say lack of interest, but lack of enthusiasm. You know, not wanting to look as though the team that they want to win. And that psychological thing. And, and that's really the question for me in relation to last night. It's in that concept. Just to, to um, quickly, I'd like to point out what Everton remind me of at the moment is the players not playing for the manager and it solely looks down to me is that when Chelsea players down tools for Jose Mourinho, I'm looking at it and it's just parallel. You're looking at it and they just don't want to play for them. Give me an the example. Body, body, body language, prime example, last night, Leighton Baines was talking to Roberto Martinez on the line and Leighton Baines doesn't give him no eye contact whatsoever. He's talking through some kinds of tactics, I don't know. And Leighton, at one stage, he's rolling his eyes. He doesn't look at him one bit. You look at Ross Barkley coming off the pitch. John Stones, the body language on the players and the manager couldn't be more opposite. It's it's borderline. You're looking at the Chelsea resemblance and it's so parallel with what you're seeing. Does anyone else agree on that? No, I, I have to say that I did look at that vine of Baines obviously taken from Sky's coverage and it certainly doesn't look good. And all I'll say for the sake of, well... Not impartiality, because I don't think any of us are capable of that in, in context last night. But I'll say in a balance of fairness is we're reading something into someone's facial expression without having had the chance to ask him and whether or not you could even say. But he could have been rolling his eyes because Martinez could have been labouring a point that about something that they both agreed had been going wrong down the left or... I know, it I know where you're coming what, from. What I mean is, it's easy to... Well, let's look at the body language on all 11 players. I'm not just singling out Baines. Yeah. I could no, well, look, what, what I mean uh, is, I've seen that fine too, and it mm. doesn't look good, but I'm just saying that with, without knowing what they were talking about and without yeah. having asked Leighton and getting an honest response from him, um, and maybe he won't be so forthcoming with those these days after the last after time he last spoke, time, yeah. it, it got him in, in hot water. But I accept your point. It didn't look good. Barkley barely looked at him when he walked off after mm. the substitution, just offered his hand in a very kind of way. You know, like he had to wait. Yeah. Um, I mean, lads, obviously you haven't seen, probably wouldn't really remember the 4-0 rush one as much. But No, I, I haven't been watching derbies as long as anyone, but it doesn't make the embarrassment any less. I think that's the first time I've agreed with Martinez in about three months. <laughs> the fact that it, that was just a really embarrassing performance. And you know what? The first 15 minutes, we weren't even that bad. We actually, we actually started yeah. off the better side. It looked like Lukaku was up for it. And it just all caved in on itself. I mean, it touch on what Gavin said before, fitness. It could easily be fitness because I, I, I can't remember the last time Everton fully went out of team for 90 minutes. Yeah. There's just nothing there. From from when the fourth goal went in, we, we just had absolutely nothing. And I feel like Liverpool went easy on us. They could, have, they could have 
easily score more if he wanted to. Well, there was that tweet, wasn't there, about um, Chris Eubanks just texted you, <laughs> yeah. Jürgen Klopp, and said, go, go for the body. But that was what I found difficult to reconcile as well. That they had that bright start, and it wasn't as if after 20, 25 minutes, they went to goal behind. They got away with two, though, you they, know. They got away with two. Missed an absolute yeah, it could have been easy to know, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. And instead of going, well, you know what, we, we survived a couple there, we started well, and taking mm. inspiration from that. They just seem to be, you know, the architects just down of their own demise. They're just down tools. I don't know whether or not they're down tools, or they certainly, whatever confidence or belief they have, evaporated pretty easily, really. Too easily, Roger. As soon as we go 1-0 down, it is game over. It doesn't matter when it happens either. We, you can see the record we've got. How many times have we scraped back a win and sometimes even a point yeah. from 1-0 down? We started fairly brightly in fairness. We were, we were right up at them. We pushed up high. We got the, um, we, there was a period when Barry was getting a bit of joy down the left-hand yeah. side. Yeah. Morales doing some very nice little runs. He's yeah. a bit more composure, a bit better decision-making. We could be talking about a whole different derby. Obviously, we're not because it was a pathetic shambles. For most of the game, and what I never understand is we we're lauded Everton are lauded for their attacking quality, aren't they? Why on earth are we sitting back? For t- Liverpool scored ten goals in the previous three games before today, before today, before yesterday. Why were we sitting back, relying on a defence that we know can't keep clean sheets, <laughs> that can't keep goals yeah. to keep out? Divocarigo banging form, mm. Phil Coutinho banging form, Firmino very very good player. Why are we relying on them? We, could, we, could, we can't. We need to push up high and utilise the Fab Four or whatever yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. these days. <laughs> <laughs> just... I think what this made me as well is speaking to Reds before the game, they were looking at it and saying they were a bit worried when their team came out because they had Lucas Lever, who's not the fastest by any means, Milner, who's not the fastest, a defence that now and again has shipped goals, mm-hmm. Moreno, who actually ends up having a half-decent game, yeah. annoyingly. But do we leak weak links that they were there to be targeted were there to be and ruthlessly exploited and we, we started do that, doing yeah. it but we didn't really get in behind Lucas by, by any means for me and instead we had a very clear weak link which was through necessity no one can help the fact the injuries were had but, I, I disagree but Oviedo on the right they ruthlessly yeah. went for that targeted him you would like you would yeah. I'm but saying it paid just, off yeah, know, but this is down to Roberto Martins a downfall by starting with the three centre-halves at the start of the season. We've harped on about it all season. One right-back, yeah. Seamus Coleman. I couldn't agree more. Three centre-halves, one centre-forward. He's done this all season. Yeah. So, obviously, when you get into the tail end of the season, it's going to happen. You're going to get injuries. You're going to get suspensions. And I felt sorry for Oviedo last night. He wellied the ball in the air, and then he tried to play offside and let Lallana clean through one goal. It's not the lad's fault. He's a left-back. He's a right-back. He's trying his best. It's the manager who should be replacing with better quality players. It's down to the manager. And it's, it's not all down to Oviedo either. When a cross comes into the box and you've got Sacco who's standing three yards yeah. from goal and yeah. there's absolutely nobody marking him. This is what I've been saying all season. Adam. If you don't practice set pieces by the looks of it, you're looking yeah. at it and an utter shambles at the back. And if, uh, I'll tell you what, Liverpool should have got about ten yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they should be kicking themselves if they go and don't get into top four or top five position. And they lose out on goal difference. Well, they want shooting for that. Yeah, not, not for the first time you come away from Anfield in the last couple of years on the back of a four-nil defeat. And actually, quite thankful that it could have yeah. been could have been made. The one thing I thought he could have done last night, that in regard with regards of Yedo, was play Lennon on the right hand side, who's naturally a bit more of a, a you know covering winger. He'll play. He'll to play help a little him out bit a bit. Yeah, but he yeah. played Lennon on he played Lennon on the left hand side. Yeah. He played Morales. Who's, 
is more likely not to want to sort of do the dirty work. And I was very surprised. I expected to see Lennon of Oviedo on the one side. Lennon's played right back this season. Yeah, but just as, just as a deep, yeah. deeper right winger, which he can play, and he'll yeah. get stuck in. You know, he'll, he'll do his covering. But Morales, you know, he's more offensive, isn't he? And by swapping them around, that didn't help Oviedo either, to be honest with you. Um, and, and going back to Tony's point, yeah, um, we've left ourselves open, I think, with our recruitment strategy. Um, I think said before that Martinez, Roberto, if we had the chance again, you would have got you know replaced two centre-halves with two centre-halves in the summer. Mm. And that has meant that we've not had cover to, as you say, at centre-half when players have either been unfit or out of form, which has happened. And also lost the flexibility of, say, moving John Stones to right-back to cover Seamus. OK, it's not ideal, but it's actually better than Oviedo mm. playing right-back. And... Time and time again, that's come back to haunt us this season. Uh, whether Jags has been injured or players have been out of form, or there's been injuries and uh, to full backs, and you know that that just hasn't helped. That simple thing of just having the four centre halves, um, and from then on, once you started playing deep, I mean the other thing as well was noticeable is we've lost that cohesion up front, haven't we? There's that's nothing, you know, just last night. The only time he looked any good was when a single player got the ball deep in our half and ran mm, either Morales or Barkley who yeah. ran towards the defence on their own. There was no, yeah. there was no you, only had, you only had to look at their second goal to see how brutally effective a simple one-two can be. Yeah. Now, I don't think Lukaku played a one-two with anyone. His link-up play is not his best quality anyway. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have play a one-two with anyone, to my recollection, because there was no-one near him to play yeah. one-two yeah. with. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, Ross... I mean, what I would say about Ross, the thing about... Not looking happy. To be honest, if I was a local porn player getting taken off after 55 minutes of a derby, I don't think I'd be overcome with paroxysms of joy. Like, you know, I mean, I'd have a bit of a strop on. So I think you've got to see in that context. Should, was he right to be taken off, though? Do you agree no, with I, I, don't, I don't think he should have been taken I don't see the benefits of taking him off. You would have really. kept him off. I would have just kept him off. Lads? Yeah. Mm. What was the cleverly, point of taking him off? Cleverly, cleverly came off. Yeah. Cleverly came on. What, what was Cleverly doing? Just chasing shadows? What does. What does Cleverly do for stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've suggested this with James McCarthy. To me, they look like run-of-the-mill Jordan Endersons or Lee Catamalls or Scott Browns. Just legs in the middle of the park, just running around, chasing that's, bodies. Yeah, that's, that's all he has. That's how Martinez sorts his defence. Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't work on anything. In, well, he might. He probably works on stuff in training. But the way he sees like a good remedy for the defence, he'll put Tom Cleverly out wide and put Aaron, Aaron Lennon out wide. A bit more industrious on the wings. And then yeah. we, we lose our attacking. What annoyed me about last night is that dude, we had 10 men. It's about half an hour left to go, something like that. They're three 0 down, and they're still trying to play football out from the back. Taking chances. And I'm going, what are you doing? Is this the manager telling you to play like this, or are you doing it amongst yourselves, or Can't what's going on? It's the manager, of course. So you, you think to yourself, you, you just want Liverpool to score here? What's the score? Because it's over the last six weeks, you can normally tell how Everton. Obviously, we know how Roberto sets up, and we know. But these last six weeks. The team is everywhere. There's players in all kinds of positions. Yeah. And it just seems to me as if you just threw the players out on the pitch and you suit yourselves. Yeah, lads. I was going to talk about that. I was going to finish about Barkley there. He's like you were saying about Lukaku playing one twos and stuff. And, and Ross is a great player with the ball, you know, when he's on form. But sometimes his intuition not in during the game is when he hasn't got the ball, it's not something that it should it's be as well developed as what, what, what it should be. And there's twice last night gone about Lukaku, where Lukaku won the ball in the air and headed into space. Yeah. And Ross, instead of anticipating what's yeah. going to happen, was just standing still. And that meant that it looked as though we were, we're disjointed. But actually, if somebody 
Well, yeah, well, not to get do it because actually, mm. you know, that's what you should you should be anticipating that, uh, and that didn't happen. And that's not like managers getting the tactics wrong. That's just players' simple things thinking for themselves on the pitch. Now I, you can see that a mile off as Bukaku wins that header. There's loads of space behind it, and Ross, yeah. Ross had that to run into, and he's like twenty. But this is the fitness out. thing with me, Gav. He looked totally unfit, Everton. The players, you look at them and. They're on the knees. They're on the knees. With their own. This is even about half an hour gone. You're going, what's going on? Liverpool have only had a 10-minute spell here. Evan had, say, had the first 15. Then Liverpool crept into it. And then all of a sudden, you look at the Evan place and they're gasping for it. And yeah. don't give me an amazing example last week looking at Leicester and Tottenham, yeah, fine, all well and good. But I've seen Newcastle the other day. And Newcastle seem a lot fitter than the yeah. Everton players. Yeah. And they've had the runarounds all season, Newcastle. And now look at them. I think what, again, annoys me really, really compounded the, the whole night was how easy Liverpool had it to score to score goals. I mean, two basic crosses. No, they, actually, they were good crosses, but they were nothing more than that. They were crosses in the, the box. box. Could have went on his wrong foot. Yeah, on, yeah, was, and yeah. for me, again, without I'm probably repeating what you've heard. If you if you you heard David Moyes' analysis, and he was right. Sadly, you've got Baines. You know, one of formerly someone who would have been considered the best left back in the country, one of the best fullbacks, England international, getting pulled well out of position. You know, you've got senior players who just don't even, they just flap when a cross comes into the box. And it can only come down for me to a lack of conditioning practice. and practice. Obviously, it, it is, because we've they've done it before. But they've done it before. It shows they can do because they've done it in the first season when they had the stability of Moises last it's season. They've done it. So it shows you they can do it. shows to me over the last two seasons they're not practicing. Or, I mean, crosses in the box, I basics. Mean, they did. And where are you saying? Because. If Conor Wickham, we said like earlier in the week, then we have Conor Wickham scores a simple chance. We got beat, we got beat by Palace as well. Sometimes in it the bad yeah, times. True. So uh, in fact, I'm not even. I'm basically, I was going to say the, the defence all right at Watford in fairness, but you know what? It was probably like a rare example. You can't defend. One, one in a million. You can't you know, defend. No, I, I think no. I, away from home, we have defenders okay. I mean, we, up until last night, we conceded 15 goals in 16 Premier League away matches. Yeah, but look at the bigger picture there, Gav. Yeah, You've yeah. got away with me. Isn't away it? from home, no. Fifteen goals, whatever over sixteen games. You know, you got you got to take it's not that's sufficient games. Bad, that, that's that's a good record. At the st- it's the third best in the club's history at that stage away from home compared to any other season. But last night that could have been double last night. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. You know, but it fell apart last night, didn't it? And and our and with our the goals conceded at home, it does does support what you're saying. But we have we have defenders in really well away from home. I think um, we've looked pretty solid. Um, but it's it, and the, you know, what did you think of the sending off? Got to talk about last night. What was a stupid challenge? What is hundred percent sending off for me? hundred percent sending off. Could have broken. But what I don't what I don't too. agree with is what he had to. He's come out with an apology today. And I thought that what was the call for that? Why did he have to apologise to? It's a clumsy tackle. Sends it off. Ends off. Just yourself down and go again. I think I think the the main thrust of his apology is he, had to for appearances say. And he probably means it, you know, say he hopes he hasn't hurt Divakarigi, but the most salient part of me is, and, you know, I've hurt my teammates by getting sent off, because I think he probably knows almost his whole Everton, his whole chance of ever becoming a popular player in the fans' eyes again has been so badly dented by what he's done in denying us another fit experience sends back ahead of the Saturday. So he's have to address would that. Would you have seen an apology from an ex-Everton or Liverpool player from the 70s or 80s just shows you how weak this Merseyside no, club he's gone. I think, I know... I, you, he's apologised for Tim No, my point is, what he's, he's had to do that, but he's actually trying to say to the fans, 
look, I'm sorry because I know I've cost. So he's apologised to the Everton fans. Well, he's saying both, isn't he, in the tweet? But in the message, but I think the thrust of it really would be directed at his own fans because he knows he's let them down. For because probably. I didn't see Steven Gerrard when he was two foot and Gary Naismith and went. To I know, but Gerrard, Gerrard wasn't then banned for an FA Cup semi final, was he? That's points. I think it's nice to just see some sort of message from one of the players from yeah. this mm. morning because it's just been complete silence, si- complete yeah. silence from everyone. It's going to be after it's that. Like, I'd, I'd love to just see somebody come out and say, look, that wasn't acceptable. I, we are sorry on behalf of the players. So I'll tell you who it did feel sorry for, them fans. They paid 50-odd pounds a ticket and had to sit through that. And they stayed up until the 97th minute. I felt sorry for them. And they, did, they should be rewarded by the football club. They should be reimbursing them the £52. That was an absolute disgrace of a display. And honestly, they should be reimbursed. The centre-back thing as well. We've got we've brought back Matt, Matty Pennington from Walsall. Yeah. <clears throat> we might get a game. But Brendan Galloway's primary position is centre, centre-half. If he was more involved, he's, he might well have to come into a FA Cup semi-final. Probably Everton's biggest game of the current decade so far. And all eyes are going to be on him. He's going to... Be more he's, he's, one not, of the he's, been, he's not Martin been anywhere Martin, since yeah. January. He's not mm. been here since... He's not been on the bench or anything since mm. January. Mm. How is he going to just... just he, only world-class players can turn on yeah. great performances. Brendan Galloway's a, a great young prospect. He's not a world-class player. Yeah. He's not... He's going to be marking probably one of the most informed strikers at the moment, and Marcus Rashford. We'll, we'll touch on on that in the, in the next podcast. But just going back to, I know it's difficult, but the derby. I mean, by the third and fourth goals, it it did smash. As all right, we were a man down, and I think Jurgen Klopp said as well that you know the game was over. There was no fight. I think he no said fight. Yeah, that's that's fight. So and that's really and laughing. That's he was really laughing on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Laughing. He was laughing, at his, own, he was laughing at his own players. He should be shot. Yeah. That's like a training session. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was Lucas was never yeah. Lucas shot. And he's laughing yeah. on the line. Yeah, the Roberto Marcus should have looked across that line and felt absolutely ashamed for himself and embarrassed. And, it, and so he should be, and I'm glad he came out with it. But what I looked at him, um, David Moyes, and he looked more gutted than um, Roberto Martinez last night. Look at him, and Roberto goes, Oh, yeah, it was an embarrassment, and we'll go again in the semi final. Well, I'm sorry. The fans don't believe that, and judging by last night's performance, the players don't believe it either. What, what, what did, yeah, yeah. What did you think of Jamie Carragher saying about, you know, people say this is the strongest squad for 30 years. Well, it quite obviously isn't. Is, it's, is that, it's is that saturated, something that is, It's saturated in yeah. some areas. Like I think if well the man is properly there. Yeah. Centre midfield, yeah. right wing. But you said one, one centre forward, one right back, three centre halves for, for a Premier League season. Where the where the athleticism and like the the drain the energy you need more of it than ever before. But who's the person who said the best squad in thirty years? There you go. Plain and simple. I remember looking at I remember looking at that bench earlier in the season and thinking, finally, in a long time, we've got strength and depth. And that's not that wasn't just taking Martinez's word for it. That was my own opinion back then. And I don't even with one centre forward. No, I don't mean I don't mean like specifically. It's always been a mistake yeah, not to bring it. I just mean generally. You had players on the bench who you thought they they're like top players. You know they're unlucky to be on the bench there, but they can come on and change yeah. a game. You know, when your Morales were on yeah, the bench yeah. and exactly. Mm-hmm. And and now I mean you were looking at it last night and it, it's just it, it's not fit for purpose. And the elephants in the room again, the fact Umanias. Yeah. Didn't even get on again. Didn't get on again. There was no defender either. So we could defender on that. Nias, Nias, we all knew he wasn't going to play. What's he doing on the bench? Exactly. There's two kids there. Why not play Connolly or Davis? Mm. Or or Galloway. 
put just put a defensive cover on the bench. You Gold know what, Dave, Davis or Con- yeah, Connolly could have could not have done any worse. No, yes. I mean, there's a point there in the warm up, the half time. Um, one of my colleagues mentioned it specifically, and I'll, I'll look back and watch it. Um, cleverly was doing a passing drill, just passing to nothing fancy, just passing to one another. What we probably all do before a five aside, whatever. With Nias and Nias could barely pass straight, and Cleverly's face was was honestly it was a picture. His eyebrows were arched, and he was looking at him thinking, "Are you for real?" There was a, there was a similar, so what confidence was that gifted the place? Exactly. There was a similar incident at half time in Southampton game. No one went near him. So he was just kicking balls. He was doing keepy ups on his own. He could only do about four or five. <laughs> he was just on his own. He was completely isolated, and he just he looked so solid. And you've you've just moved big money move to one of the best yeah. leagues in the world, and you just. It'll be a bonus if we see him this season, though. It'll be a bonus. That that last night was a a pub team performance. A proper pub team performance. And a pub team would give Liverpool a better game. And I'll tell you who will give them a better game. Newcastle on the weekend. They'll give them a better game than Everton did. Because that was nothing short of a disgrace last night. That disgrace. I mean, I was trying to think about... uh, I remember, like, years ago, I was saying to Roddy, I remember getting B4-0 in March 72... We conceded no goal at Anfield at 30 seconds. You know, we have to concede more than 30 seconds against Man City. And uh, we, you know, I remember as a kid, like the, the reports were dreadful. You know, and that was about the nearest comparison to last night. But I was thinking at the end of it, yeah, like Bessie to McCarthy in the centre defence, and you're just thinking, you know, things haven't gone to plan. <laughs> you've got Bessie to McCarthy in the centre defence at the end of the game. You know, uh, and it's it's the damn. I know we're going to separate. Separate podcast, you know, but the, the semi final, the impact on that, isn't it? That's the. Uh, we mentioned that on Monday. Just that when you thought that Morocco couldn't be lower. Yeah, mm. it's the impact of the results on, on Saturday. Well, thanks for listening to the first part of this podcast. Sorry if we've depressed you again. <laughs> um, I'd say I'd like to say it'll be a bit more cheery in the next one, but we'll just have to see what happens. I don't know if anyone's getting the ailing. <laughs>